You're listening to the Brandon Bishop Podcast. Here he is, the owner of Asai TV, lead singer of the One-Eyed Buffalo, former pro wrestler, former army soldier, published author, cat lover, host of Go There, Eat That, Super Proud Dad, and all that, Brandon Bishop. Yep, that's me. (laughs) Oh, today's going to be really interesting, people. Alright, enough with the upbeat funk music. Little sound effects in the background, yeah, I like it. I do like it. I'm just not in a freaking mood right now. You know, it's, uh... The end of the world as we know it. But I feel fine. But is it really? Quite frankly, I'm... I'm a little pissed off. And I know you're like, oh, Brandon, you're pissed off? That's a big shocker. Holy crap. We've never heard you pissed off before. We've never heard you fly off the freaking handle on this show before. No, we've never heard any of that. Oh, Brandon's pissed off. Big shocker. Big news. Yeah. So, uh, you know what I'm talking about. It's the new trendy hipster uh, uh, shiny toy of a virus. It's uh, the the COVID-19, is it? I don't even remember the first 18 movies. Oh, maybe they were called different things. Coronavirus is a thing, and then you get COVID-19, which is a strand of the coronavirus. It's a it's a it's like a viral pneumonia, is what this is. Okay, yeah, you can get really sick from it. If you're in a condition that's less than favorable or actually perfect for this, it could kill you. Absolutely. It's killing old people, it's killing people with lung problems. Uh, It's killing people that don't get it taken care of. Absolutely. So does the flu. (laughs) I think it's something like 80,000 people in this country alone die of the flu every single year. And that's a lot. We haven't shut down any schools over that. We haven't canceled major events over that. Here's the thing. I'm going to start off this, this episode of the Brandon Bishop podcast just by saying this, there is more to this than we may ever know. Now, what do I mean by that? Oh, Brandon, you're being a conspiracy theorist. Don't start a bunch of shit. No, I'm not starting anything. It's already started. I'm telling you right now, I'll put my reputation, my name, my whatever on the line. I don't care. There is more to this than we may ever, ever know. There's a lot to be gained from a global pandemic or an epidemic or whatever the hell they're going to call it. A plague, a modern-day black plague. There's, There's so much to be gained from that. There's so much to be gained from an entire planet scared to death over a glamorized freaking pneumonia virus. I'm not telling you not to take this lightly. Actually, I'm hoping that you all start washing your freaking hands more often, coughing into your sleeve instead of out into the open air, sneezing into your sleeve instead of letting it spray everywhere so we can all just ingest your fucking germs. I hope this actually raises the level of hygiene for all of society in every corner of the world, especially here in the United States of America, especially here in the state of Colorado where I live or wherever I'm traveling. The last time I was on a plane, I sat next to a guy in first class who was picking his nose and blowing his nose for the entire freaking four-hour flight. Nasty. And that was before all this trendy virus stuff came out. But there's more to this than we'll ever know. They're not going to tell us. Eventually, maybe 100 years down the road, someone will figure it out. 
They'll find a little note written on a napkin that was left in a, in a crate in somebody's attic. Yeah, we scared the hell out of the whole world, didn't we? <laughs> this conversation is happening. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. There has to be a theory, and there has to be a conspiracy in order for there to be a theory of it. I'm not saying that. I have no proof. All I'm saying is for the collective media to back something so prevalent for every politician to be on board for every media center to have their hand up the puppet's ass. Actually, to have the the people that own this world have their hand up their ass like a puppet. There's something going on, man. Do I think they're going to kill hundreds of thousands of people? No. Do I think they want to know that they can control us? Because they own the media. Whatever goes out in the media comes from a certain source. It's only a few people, a few human beings that own this media. And they say what is allowed and what is not allowed to be broadcast on CNN and Fox News and MSNBC and you name it. What is truth anymore? They say there's a thousand at this point. They say there's a thousand cases in the entire United States and a population of 350 million people. That many people die in car accidents almost every day. That many people die from gun violence and, and that big many people definitely die from heart disease every single freaking day. We don't talk about that, do we? Talk about a thousand people being sick and about a 1% of them maybe, what is what? What's 1% of a thousand? A hundred? Is that right? Maybe more 10 or whatever it is. We'll die from this thing. But it's so trendy and it's so just... It's got all the bells and whistles, doesn't it? It's got everybody behind it. The real virus is the media. The real virus is your belief in the media. You're letting this happen. You're fighting over fucking toilet paper. You're fighting over hand sanitizer in public with your fellow human who just, you know what? If, if you've got, listen here, anybody unless you own a big business where you have a bunch of toilets and shit, if you have the normal home where you have two, maybe two and a half, I have one fucking toilet in my apartment. Normal homes have two, maybe three toilets in them. Average homes. If you have a crate of fucking toilet paper in your or a whole shopping cart full of toilet paper in your family of three or four, maybe five, you're an asshole. You're a fucking asshole. If you're hoarding hand sanitizer because you've got 10 years worth of fucking supply in your goddamn cart, you're a fucking asshole. Like, seriously, fuck you. You're a piece of shit. I'm going to stuck up on all this shit that other people fucking need because I think I'm important and I got here first. No, fuck you. You're a garbage-ass human being. You can't share because you think that your life is so important. Well, it's not. None of our lives are important. We've been over this. But while we're here, it's not a bad thing to look around at the other people that are in the room or in the wherever the hell you're at or just know that there's people all around that also need these things. You're going to sit there and hoard toilet paper. Luckily, I had me a nice big 12-pack of Mega Charmin rolls in there. And you know what? My ass is spick and span. But, you know, what if I was on my last one? I go out and there's no fucking toilet paper anywhere. No, it's funny, though. There's plenty of paper towel everywhere. Yeah, that shit can, you know, rough up your backside. But (sighs) all the toilet paper is gone. (laughs) I looked for hand sanitizer. I have an event coming up this Sunday, the Chocolate and Cheese Expo. I do this thing every year. It's always successful. And this year, so far, I've had 10 vendors cancel. Who knows how many people are even going to show up to this thing in the midst of this outbreak, which isn't even a fucking outbreak yet. Yes, it's out there. Yes, it's making people sick. Yes, you can get it. Just like the flu.
It's all over the news, man. You can't look anywhere. You can't. It's all people are talking about. They force me to talk about it. I did a presentation for this One Million Cups thing here in town in front of about 100 people. I shook every one of their freaking hands. That was yesterday. I know it's supposed to take two weeks before the thing, you know, sets in and you're sick, but I don't even have the sniffles. I got a sore throat because I drank some really hot coffee. <laughs> That's about it. It was a very successful uh, little presentation there. I got to meet and greet a lot of people, a lot of things in the works. I'm really excited about it. I'm actually taking today off because yesterday was a madhouse. I went to another meeting after, actually two more meetings after that. I had to go film at the Vibes, the Rocky Mountain Vibes baseball deal. So I had to uh, shake a bunch of hands there. You know, I've interacted with about 150 people yesterday. No symptoms. Now, maybe it takes two weeks. I'll let you know in two weeks and two more podcasts, whatever. But it's real simple. If you're fucking sick, stay home. Just stay home. If you're going to go out and you're feeling good, wash your hands a couple times after. I would I, like... I have been a germ-phobe, germaphobe, before being a germaphobe was cool, okay? I've shook probably 500,000 hands in my life through wrestling and music and business and TV networks and army and all this stuff. I have shook countless hands. I have a damn good firm handshake. You stare them in the eye. And yeah, I'm sure some of those people may have got me sick sometimes. And now everybody who has the damn sniffles or a head cold or a fever automatically think they have the freaking coronavirus. Everybody. This is a hypochondriac's wet dream. Oh my God, there's an outbreak. Oh my God, I coughed. I coughed. I have the coronavirus. And then they have to post something. I have the coronavirus. I can't go. Oh, excuse me. I have the coronavirus. No, I, I, I would love to come to your kid's birthday party, but I have the coronavirus. And everybody look at me. I'm going to post it. Hang on. I'm going to get on Facebook here. And yeah, everybody, please. I need your thoughts and prayers. All of your thoughts and prayers because I have the coronavirus. Oh, my God. This is what people are doing right now. I don't like being in crowded areas. I don't like standing in the security line at the airport or being in an airplane. I don't like it because I don't like, I, like I said, I'm a germaphobe. I've always been that way. I always wash my hands constantly. Outside of my kid, and he's kind of gross sometimes, but outside of him and my cat, who's kind of gross sometimes, and I, I don't really exchange bodily fluids with a whole lot of people. Yeah, I got to get laid once in a while, but you know, it's it kind of stays with that. So maybe everybody will catch up to me at this point, or maybe even surpass me in the germaphobe craze that's going on right now. It's sad, man. It's Yes, people are getting it. People probably within, I don't know, a block of me probably have it. I'm getting a phone call right now, so. Oh, anyways, that's the that's business stuff. I thought it was another cancellation. I was going to read it to you. Let me see. Let me read some of these. For my event this Sunday, my Chocolate and Cheese Expo. Yes, it's a food event. I do these every month to raise money for charities. Let's see here. A couple people supporting me for saying I'm not canceling. The USO is canceled. If you're in the airport, I, I, I like to go. To the, I'm a veteran. I get to go to the USO and hang out, take a nap, wait for my plane. Can't do that now. Uh, Brandon, I just wanted to let you know that our company, I won't say their name, will not participate in the expo on Sunday. Okay, because you're a chicken shit. Um there's like there's a ton of them. I know I'm boring the shit out of you looking for these things, but it's whatever, man. We're all gonna die soon, so just listen and uh, deal with it. Yeah, there's all kinds of these, man. I, there's one lady who says, "I think I have some. I have symptoms of the coronavirus." Okay, well, great. Don't come. That's awesome. Thank you for not coming. I appreciate that. Don't. 
<laughs> we don't want you there. I don't care if you got a standard cold, which probably most of these. How do we know that these tests are anything? This is like a new strand of a, of a thing that's never existed before. And you're going to tell me that. I think they're just testing people for fevers. If you have a fever, then you automatically are put into that category because there's no way at this point that they're going to be able to properly give a number of how many people actually have this thing. There's no way. You can't do it yet. It takes months, not weeks. And this thing's only weeks old. Yeah, so the whole world, man, the whole world is literally tits up right now. It's... (laughs) I'm kind of embarrassed for humanity. I really am. And here's the thing. I could be very wrong, man. I could be so fucking wrong. This could be the next Black Plague. This could wipe out everybody. Not just a great deal of the population, which really doesn't sound like a bad deal. It could kill us all. Who fucking knows? Maybe the next time, next season it rolls around, it comes back and it's twice as strong. It could happen. Probably won't. Here's what will probably happen. And by the way, before I get to that, this is not your normal podcast. I'm not doing all the different segments. Yes, I'm going to get to your mail because I need to break up this shit and actually uh, read some funny stuff (laughs) just to break up the monotony of this virus. But... This is just the lead story. I got other things. I'm going to talk about the election a little bit. I'm going to talk about this Corey Feldman documentary. And uh, like I said, I'll get to your mail. But it's a, this is what most likely will happen with coronavirus. It's going to go away. In a matter of months. It's a virus. It can only breed and, and multiply in certain atmospheres and in certain environments. I was kind of hoping that maybe, hey, I'm up here in high altitude in Colorado. Colorado, maybe it won't work up here. Maybe it's a cold, you know, maybe when it gets cold, maybe when it gets too hot, maybe when the seasons just change, it goes away. Because that's what happens with these things. They viruses go away. They die in certain climate changes and everything like that. So, historically speaking, and that's really all we have to go on. It could be a more powerful version of all the other ones. Or maybe it'll just go the fuck away. I, uh, you have to kind of look back a little bit. I mean, and, and I don't know, don't, I'm not trying to create conspiracies here. I'm really not, but it's something to think about. Election years. Okay. What was the big trendy virus, illness, sickness? In 2004, Bush was trying to get reelected against John Kerry. Who was that? What was that? Oh, yeah. SARS in an election year in 2004. What about 2008? Barack Obama's trying to get elected. He's facing off against, um, I think it was uh, Mitt Romney at the time, or was that? Um, John McClain. No, it was John McClain. You're right. Well, I'm right. <laughs> I'm always right. What was that one called? Avian flu. Yeah, I remember the bird flu? 2008 election year. 2010, we had the midterm elections. What was that one? Oh, that was the swine flu. Didn't catch on that good, but we still had it. Uh, okay, what was the uh, 2012? Obama's trying to get reelected over Mitt Romney. Was it MERS? M E R S, something like that. MERS, something like that. Yeah, then 2014 midterm election, we had Ebola. Then 2016, when some reason you motherfuckers put Trump in the White House, uh, we had the Zika virus that was going to kill everybody. How about 2018? Uh, you know, just a couple years ago, we had the Ebola scare. Remember that? That was fun. And now it's 2020. Once again, an election year. And what are we doing? Oh, we got the coronavirus now, but we're going to do it right this time. We're going to put some effort into it. We're going to make this thing uh, really scary. Like even people with common flu symptoms, which is basically a great portion. We're going to, I don't know. 
Let's just say that's uh, coronavirus, COVID-19, man. Yeah, you got it. And then they get over it. And then in two years, it'll be something different. And we won't even be talking about this. That's what I believe is going to happen. I, I don't know. I, I, I think these conversations are taking place. When I say that there's more to this than we'll ever know, I believe this, that's what's going on. I believe, there's some, I believe this was a manufactured thing. There's been rumors that it's been manufactured in American uh, labs. There's been you know, it's a Chinese military uh, connection that they say it's from, and that's why it's spread all over that military town of Wuhan. It's... There's all kinds of rumors and conspiracies out there, and maybe one of them's right. I mean, viruses are like, you know, they're like animals. You don't just automatically have a new breed of dog pop up. You don't. These things are man-made. You put two different kind of dogs together, you make them make sweet, sweet love, and then out pops a freaking bulldog (laughs) or a corgi or something. Sorry, Heather. You know, we, we fucked with dogs until we've made our own dogs. And with, you know, the climate change and all that stuff, and I'm, whether it's man-made or natural climate change, you know, planet's warming up and these new things are going to happen, whether it's created that way or maybe it's created in a lab. Maybe it's sinister. Maybe there's ill intentions involved here. Maybe they are trying to popu- uh, depopulate the earth a little bit. It's not going to affect rich people by any means. I got to get rich quick so they don't try to get rid of me. <sighs> the rich people would love that, wouldn't they? I mean, imagine if you were rich, you're a billionaire and all that stuff, and you've, you're one of the decision makers on who stays and who goes. Can you imagine like having a whole city just basically to you and your friends? A whole planet just for a few thousand, maybe a couple million people. Get rid of all the trouble areas like China. <laughs> get rid of the Iran who has it. Think about it. All of our enemies are like suffering right now. Italy is really bad. Right, now. They've shut down the whole country of Italy. They basically shut down Australia. They've shut down China. They've shut down, you know, we're talking about being bummed about sporting events and stuff like, I mean, let's go over it. Uh, NBA, NHL, Major League Baseball, like events like Coachella and different concerts like that. Uh, the Olympics are in danger in Tokyo, the E3, uh, military graduations. I mean, uh, NCAA March Madness has been, it'll take place, but it's going to be in empty arenas. Uh, soccer is basically on hold. Even the XFL is doing empty arena stuff. Really? <laughs> okay, let's say it, it does spread. Okay, we all say everybody in the country gets it and we're all sick for two weeks. What's worse? Now they're saying this may be a kind of virus that you can catch again and again and again, just like the flu. Oh my God, man. I, I, you know, I wish I had some answers. I wish I had some inside tracks. And basically the only reason I'm even talking about this shit is because it's, it's the trendy thing to talk about. And what else am I going to talk about right now? Seriously, what am I going to talk about right now? The election? Yeah, I'm planning on it for a minute. Nobody wants to hear that shit, though. This corona thing affects everybody. I know, well, the election affects everybody, too. No, it doesn't. It's all a big puppet show, and we all fall for it every year. You know what? I'm not even going to talk about the, uh, the election. I'll say this. It's probably over for Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders will be looked back on history as a modern day and today's era Henry Wallace. If you don't know Henry Wallace, go back, look up what he wanted to do, look what he was able to accomplish, look at all the barriers he crushed, and they crushed him because of it, because the rich people would have been in a lot of trouble if Henry Wallace had any kind of power. He was the vice president under FDR, and then he got canceled for that because he was too progressive. Bernie Sanders is the living, breathing embodiment today of Henry Wallace and in a hundred years, hopefully (laughs) we'll all be a little Henry Wallace or a Bernie Sanders or something like that. And we'll put the needs of humanity. We'll put compassion over prophets and religious prophets. That's what this world should be, man. We shouldn't be fighting over toilet paper. You know what? Buy the fucking toilet paper and give rolls to everybody who fucking needs them. It's not a, 
it's not about what's mine is mine. It's about what's mine is ours because I'm a compassionate motherfucking human being. If, you know, when I bought this 12 pack of mega Charmin rolls, if, if, if I knew the person behind me in line needed toilet paper, I'd give them fucking at least a roll. At least maybe two. It's fucking toilet paper. I want society to wipe its ass. I don't want a bunch of stank-ass motherfuckers walking walk around my city. Fuck that. No. Share toilet paper. Share hand sanitizer. Share soap. Share food. Share health care. Share education. Share all that shit. So Biden's probably going to win the nomination for the Democratic Party because that's what they fucking wanted. And he's going to end up just being the next John Kerry, the next Dukakis, the next Mondale, the next Al Gore. He's going to fucking lose the Trump. And then they got four more years of this ridiculous bullshit. And then in four more years from now, we'll have another election, another virus outbreak, more fear mongering from the media, more panic, more fighting over goddamn toilet paper. That's all I'm going to say about the fucking election. I'm done talking about it. I'm sick of it. What do I even do right now? What do I seriously? What do I do? I could keep talking about all the negatives and bullshit. I just, uh, God, it's just weighing on me. You know, here's the thing. I'm not afraid of this thing. I'm a healthy guy. I'm not elderly. I worry about my kid. You know, he's just a little guy. His, you know, I don't want to say too much, but his mom actually said that she, you know, she works at the hospital. She's, she's been in contact with this thing. So that's where the fear comes in. Like, I don't want nobody fucking with my kid. I don't care about any, anybody else. Don't fuck with my mom. Don't fuck with my kid. Don't fuck with my little life raft of friends that I keep around. And don't fuck with my listeners either. Cause I need you guys to listen to this shit every single week. That's the only fear that I have, but I, um, otherwise I'd cancel my event this Sunday. But what good could come out of this? Think about that for a second. What good could actually come out of this thing? Is this the thing that's going to like pull all of us together and work a little bit harder to fix this little rock that we live on? Maybe this is the thing. Maybe all of this fear tactics, there's, a, there's, a, there's an agenda behind it. Maybe it's not a nefarious agenda. Maybe it's a positive agenda where it's, okay, let's scare all these dumb motherfuckers on this floating blue rock in the universe. Let's scare them so fucking much that they have to come together and they have to work together to fix just society. But do you really think, I mean, I don't have that much faith in you, honestly. And I'm, you know, I put myself in a situation as well. I don't have that much faith in us. I should say it would turn into a free for all, a violent, selfish, Awful free-for-all. All us little people. All the rich people are fine until we overthrow those sons of bitches. But imagine that. Imagine if we're all quarantined. China seems to be handling themselves just fine. Italy seems to be handling themselves just fine. But this is the United States. We're used to being spoiled little cunts. <laughs> what do you think would happen? It could go one of two ways. We become a civilization again. We respect each other and help each other. We provide for each other. Oh, no, wait a minute, wait a minute. That's called socialism. Oh, boy, watch out. We're diving back into politics now. Or everyone has a gun in their hand, pointing it at the other person with a mask on, grabbing up all the canned foods from freaking King Supers and Safeway and Target and Walmart and Whole Foods, stockpiling all the food and fighting their way out of shopping carts. Guns are being shot and people are fighting and bleeding and dying everywhere over goddamn toilet paper and hand sanitizer. It's already fucking started, hasn't it? And these are small instances. This isn't the whole population. There's 350 million of us. Right now, they have 1,000 confirmed, which means there's probably 3,000 that's not been confirmed. So there's probably 4,000 people out of 350 million people that have the coronavirus in our country. 
much bigger numbers in China because that's where they probably made this stuff and it leaked out and it's going everywhere. But even those numbers, they haven't had any, from what I've heard, new cases in the last week. So that's a pretty abrupt stop right there. That's a brick wall. So it's probably already on the down low. I'm worried about things. It's pissing me off. You know, I'm a wrestling fan. I have the other wrestling podcast where I also talk about this a little bit. WrestleMania is in two weeks. 70,000 people in Tampa. I'm going to be in Tampa. Not at WrestleMania. I don't really care to do that because, like I said, I don't really want to be around that many people. But holy shit. What if it cancels the first time in 36 years? Like, what if that cancels as well? It's a huge event. Like, my favorite company would be in a huge financial issues if that was the case. It's sad, man. It's sad, all these things, you know? I mean, like I said, my event this weekend, it's a charity gig. We've already packed the place for a full of sponsors. I've already lost 10 of them out of 50. So I've lost, you know, what is that? A fifth of my freaking sponsors or vendors. My entertainment for the day. I'm worried about this coronavirus. I don't, I'm not leaving the house for a month. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for making, you know, and, and it's, it's not even their fault. They're programmed now to be afraid of this thing. And maybe they should be afraid of this thing. I put a lot of fucking work into this event. You know, we've already paid the family that we we're going to help out. It's already happened. I've already sent the, the PayPal thing out yesterday. And you know, <laughs> like, what if the event gets canceled? Will I have to pay back all these vendors? No, I'm not going to. Because it's a charity gig. It's written in the bylaws when they sign up. They know the deal. Anyway, I'm just kind of free freestyle bitching at this point, man. I wrote down a bunch of notes. Let me make sure I bunch of notes. Let me make sure I covered everything, man. It's it's all the standard shit. If you're gonna be out in public, first of all, if you're sick, don't go out of your house. That goes with any kind of sickness. It goes with any kind of cold or flu. Stay at home. Relax. Drink a lot of fucking water. Take a shower. Take a nice hot shower. Take a lot of vitamin C. Take a vitamin. Take whatever the fuck you need to do. Take some NyQuil. Smoke that shit in a crack pipe. Whatever the fuck works. I don't care. Stay at home and get better. If you're sick. If you're picking your nose and putting your fingers in your mouth and, and, and pulling rocks out of your ears and touching shopping carts and, and handrails and all this shit at the airport, wash your fucking hands. These are not new concepts. These are not new instructions on how to have proper hygiene and, and not be, you know, a sick, disgusting fuck. Wash your fucking hands. Get some alcohol, uh, mouthwash, gargle that shit. I do it like 10 times a day. It's probably not great for your teeth to do it that much, but I do. Because I don't want germs. It kills all those things. Get some hand sanitizer if you can find any. You know, keep that shit with you after you shake 150 hands like I did yesterday. I washed my hands like 10 times when I got home. <laughs> I actually have the news on behind me and... They're starting to do travel bans. I have two flights booked like, in the next two weeks. One to go see my mom in Detroit and film up there. And, you know, one for Tampa where we're going to be filming the Evil East show and doing another one of my Go There Eat That shows. I don't even know if I'm going at this point because they could, what if they ban domestic flights? What if, there's a lot of what ifs right now. Well, here's the major what if. What if it's all fucking bullshit? What if it is all fucking bullshit? What if it's a manufactured thing? What if they're just calling the flu, uh, you know, this corona thing? What if they're intentionally trying to scare the shit out of us? It's working already, man. That's all people talk about. Obviously, no stores have hand sanitizer. I've looked. I was going to put some at my event on each side of the table. There you go. Wash your hands before you get in there. just fucking a lot of stuff up man and i believe that not only is the virus manufactured by man i believe that it's a man-made fear-mongering tactic as well and i think everyone's fallen for it 
I could catch it. I could catch it. I'm always out. I'm always shaking hands. I'm always, of course I could catch it. You could catch it. We could all catch it. We could all get really sick for a week. That happens to all of us anyway. And like I said, I'm not a scientist. I'm not a doctor. I don't know the ins and outs. I actually reached out to several of them today. Nobody wants to talk about it. That makes me wonder shit right there. Why wouldn't a doctor who has free time, who I know personally, want to talk about it? Well, I can't really, uh, this is the excuse that I got. Well, I, you know, I can't really go on record and say anything because things are changing so often. And I kind of, I understand that. But at the same time, why wouldn't you want to, all I said was, come on to the show, I'll interview you, raise awareness a little bit, tell people how to, you know, protect themselves and tell people what the symptoms are. That's all I wanted it. I didn't want it to come from my voice, even though I can read it anywhere, World Health Organization website, whatever, all this stuff. You can read it. It's everywhere. But I didn't want it to come from my mouth because I'm not a professional. Why wouldn't the professional want to come onto my show for five fucking minutes and talk about it? He's a friend of mine, but fuck you for not doing it. What are you hiding, buddy? I mean, he's nobody special. But still, there's just more to this. Like I said, my son's mom called me and said, you know, I've been in contact with it. Well, I'm like, well, stay the fuck away from my son. You know, shit. Uh, and she doesn't have it. Just let me clarify that. At least that I'm aware of. At least that she's aware of. But that's, you know, that's close for me. That's, that's where the fear comes in for me. I'm not, like I said, I'm, I'll be fine. If I have to take a week off from, you know, sit at home and edit film and, you know, throw up or whatever you, you <laughs> whatever it is that you do when you have the coronavirus, feel like shit for a week, then fine. I'll stay at home and feel like shit for a week. I do that any, anyway, usually once a year. I get like a, what, five days that I'm sick a year, tops. And it's usually nothing more than a headache and some sniffles and a whole lot of coughing. Okay, Fine. And I just don't think this thing is as big of a deal as we everyone's making it out to be. I guarantee you it's not as big of a deal as the media and the politicians and you are making it out to be. Anyways, I'm so done talking about this shit. I don't, I, I don't want to talk about it anymore. I'm, I'm pissed off that it's fucking with my event. It's going to lower my attendance. It's already had some of my best vendors decide, and my entertainment, it'll cancel on me. So it goes from a great fucking event with, you know, thousands of people saying they're coming to just like nothing. It could be nothing. All of that work could be just canceled, boom, or rescheduled. Like I said, you know, wrestling fans like me, we wait all year. Sports fans, they wait all year for these things to happen. Like I said earlier, there's military graduations out there and basic training. I remember the only time really my stepfather was extremely proud of me and I could see it on his face was when I marched by him after graduating basic training and all those kids, thousands of kids that have just joined the military for whatever fucking reason they joined the military are going to lose that moment, that connection. And it sucks. It really sucks. And all of this stuff can be taken away from us. Most likely because everyone is overacting, overreacting and overacting. Like I said, it's a freaking, it's a, what, I just said the word earlier and I already forgot it. Maybe I have coronavirus that's affecting my memory. It's a hypochondriac's wet dream. And it's pretty damn sad. Let's get to something stupid. Let's, let's, how about your questions? Your questions are usually pretty stupid, so let's go there. Meltdown. All right, I actually got lots of lots of questions this week. Of course, you know, a lot of it is Corona stuff. Now, kind of, you know, like I guess I'm tired of talking about it. Um, Miguel wanted to know um, what will happen if we have to, if they have to cancel WrestleMania. I mean, we talked about that. I imagine they would just do an empty arena show. Maybe they'll move it down to their uh, performance center, which would be really weird. It's going to be historic no matter what it is. It's going to be something that's talked about uh, if, if there's like an empty arena match. All of this stuff. I mean, this is an elevated version of all those other sicknesses and stuff. They really want to put some effort into this one, don't they? 
They really want to scare us away from everything that we fucking love to do and everything that we love, everywhere we love to be. I imagine the event will go on as planned. I just think it will. Um, it's going to take a lot more than this to uh, scare Vince McMahon. So my event's going to go on until they tell me I can't, and his event's going to go on until they tell him he can't. Um, so, yeah. That's uh, what? I got a whole lot of questions from Misty. Um, <laughs> let me see. Uh, did I finish the El Chihuahua five-pound burrito challenge? No, I, I, I filmed that for Go There, Eat That in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. I got about three and a half pounds of it in me. I think my buddy Luke got a little bit more than that. Neither one of us finished. We threw in that towel. Uh, what is Marcy Cat's favorite nap spot? Thank you for the... Actually, let me say this real quick to everybody. I got a, I got a lot of questions here. Thank you for asking these questions every week. Um, I'm, I'm not in a good mood right now. I'm pissed off. I got a lot of shit on my mind. I'm trying to... I didn't do one of these last week because I was busy as shit, and I just like I had to get one done this week, so... I, I'm not going to apologize for being in a pissy, bad mood. That's what this show is kind of all about. It's my outlet. I don't stand on a soapbox in the middle, you know, middle of the square in the park and, and bitch at people. I do it here. I'm a very calm, very calm, collective person outside of doing this podcast. So, yeah, um, thank you for And it's a good distraction, too. I really appreciate having the opportunity to answer your stuff. Um, where's Marcy Cat's favorite nap spot? Uh, wherever I'm sitting or laying down. I had to lock her in the bedroom because she wouldn't shut the hell up uh, while I was recording. Uh, so I had to lock her in the bedroom. She's not happy about that. She's pretty pissed off. <sighs> okay. Um, do you think they'll bring Rick back to The Walking Dead? Oh, well, yeah, he's still alive. I think they're going to be making movies pretty soon, so... Uh, they will definitely bring Rick back for the movies. What are your top five five favorite Disney features? Disney Animation Studio only, not Pixar. Oh fuck! Um, that I'd have to get on like Disney Plus and go through the whole thing. I like the really old stuff that I watched when I was a kid. I mean, Mickey Mouse and Pluto and whatever movies those were, Goofy and Donald Duck and all that stuff. I, I couldn't tell you off the top of my head, anything that's Disney that I really I like, except for Star Wars, I guess. Like the last couple, last three Star Wars movies were good. I liked them. Um, anyway, uh, wait, that's not animated though, is it? Uh, so, <laughs> uh, fuck, I, I have no idea. Like, I'm not a huge Disney fan, so, yeah. I will say this though, my Funko Pop collection I talked about this thing. I didn't want to, and I'll say this again, I did not want to be the guy who collected Funko Pops. I kind of looked down on those people like, huh, oh, that's nice. You got a bunch of boxes with toys in them. Yeah. Now I have about 80 of them. 80 Funko Pops. And more on the way, I have 80 behind me right now. I have all the Ghostbusters. I have a bunch of Caddyshack ones. Like all these 80s movies, like Trading Places, Little Shop of Horrors. I just got the whole band, Duran Duran. Um, there's so many cool ass Funko Pops. Every time I go into a store that sells them, I'm like, well, that one's coming home with me. That will, that one's coming home with me. I got all the super troopers. I've got, uh, all the, like a whole bunch of Rick. I don't have all of them by any means, but I got a bunch of Rick and Morty ones. Uh, you know, there's other ones I want like Bill and Ted and Beavis and Butthead and just all these eighties and nineties things that I grew up with all the Rocco's modern life ones. I only got Rocco over there. Um, so, yeah, if you want to buy Brandon a gift, they're only like $10, $11, $12, sometimes $14. I was in Target the other day, and uh, I got like this Target-exclusive Tom Hanks one, which uh, you know might be worth something if he dies of coronavirus, right? Yeah, poor Australia, man. Not only do they have a huge outbreak of this shit down there, but it comes like literally months after half their country burnt down, so they say in the media. Yeah, I feel bad for the Australian people, and I feel bad for old uh, Tom Hanks, and it's you know it's nothing to joke about. I'm sure he'll be fine, and his wife as well. I, I wish them the best, but anyways, I got a Tom Hanks Funko Pop, Target exclusive. Here's a good question. Has anybody actually met someone who was a solid Joe Biden supporter? It's for my buddy Mike. He says, uh, Bernie has people who truly believe in him. Hillary, as shitty of a candidate as she was, had true people that believed in her. 
Mayor Pete, Warren, hell, even Gary Johnson in 2016, all had real humans that you could meet on the street, and they would tell you they believe in those candidates. But Biden, even before all the other Democrats, here's the thing. No. Yeah, he has people at his rallies and shit, but no. There's nobody out there with Biden bumper stickers and Biden t-shirts. Only Biden bumper stickers that they still have out there still say Obama above them. There's not a, it's, you know, he's put there. He's placed there. This is not an election, okay? Your votes don't fucking matter at this point. If they did, Sanders would have been president four years ago and reelected now. It's a big reality television show, and we all love reality television shows, and it's marketed towards you, and you fall for it. I'm done with elections. I will never vote again. Biden fans. There's no Joe Biden fans. He's going to get slaughtered by Trump because he can't even fucking put a sentence together anymore. I'm not making fun of him for stuttering. I'm not even making fun of him for being, you know, almost 80 years old. I'm saying the guy has a mental thing going on where he's just not able to communicate like he used to. It comes with age. It happens. Look at Ronald Reagan towards the end of his presidency or towards the end of his life. He couldn't put two words together. I, I, I have nothing against Joe Biden. I, 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 he has the same faults that Obama had. I wasn't an Obama supporter either. I have hoped that the American public would look at Bernie Sanders and say, hey, let's try that. But they're too stupid. You're too fucking stupid to do that. So, you know what? Let's just pass another election. I'm done with it. I'm not even going to watch the elections. Trump's going to win. There's going to be another four years of lunacy and embarrassment. And you know what? We deserve it. Oh, I just got a text that Disney just closed down. <coughs> Speaking of Disney. Oh, I just coughed. Uh-oh. Did you hear that? Had nothing to do with my throat being dry and the fact that I forgot to bring a bottle of water over here. It's the coronavirus. It finally hit me as I'm doing this. Yes. But your answer to your question, no, I've never met any Joe Biden fans. Let me see. I got to go to this other thing now to get the rest of these questions because I'm very unorganized and I just want to get this over with, to be honest with you. Don't feel cheated. Don't feel cheated. I just really am just, I'm tired of talking about it. I'm done. Where, where, here's a question. I think I've answered this before, but. Right now, where could you, where would you go if you could go anywhere internationally, which apparently pretty soon we can't go anywhere internationally because they're going to shut down the airlines. I don't even know if I get to go see my mom next week. Anyway, um, where would I go? Fuck Ukraine. There's a lot of hot chicks there. Um, it's on. It's beautiful too. So yeah, Ukraine, why not? What else do we got here? Would you rather live to what? Would you rather live you see water or in the atmosphere? What the fuck kind of question? I'm sure that's not what she meant to say, but I'm just going to pass that one up because it's in, in it's not readable. <laughs> Would you rather live you see water or in the atmosphere? What the what does that mean? I'm not going to say your name, but that just doesn't Right, anyway, I'm done. What was the scariest moment in your childhood? I had a stop stepfather named Terry Stockford at one point. He was a drunk piece of shit. And I remember this. Uh, and my mom definitely remembers this because she was panicked. Apparently, she was at work. Uh, she comes home from work, sees the car parked down the street, uh, Terry's car. He's nowhere to be found. And uh, apparently, I was left on the front seat, leather seats. I remember this. I remember this. With a cup of orange juice that opened up and spilled and I was stuck to the seat. It was like 80 degrees out windows up. I'm locked in the front seat of the car. I'm just a baby. And, um, I always, I'll always remember, I remember the sting of the seatbelts. I remember the stickiness. I remember the feel of the leather seats. It was an old, you know, seventies car. And, uh, I just remember being there. My mom kind of just found me. I don't remember that her finding me. Maybe I fell asleep or something, but uh, yeah, that was probably the scariest moment of my childhood that I barely remember, but my mom could probably, uh, give a much better, uh, description of that. 
Uh, here we go. Here's a nice one. What is your biggest kink from Katie? Hi, Katie. My biggest kink. Oh, fuck. Um, <laughs> tacos? Is that a <laughs> like white castles like in the restaurant? Oh, wait, you're talking about like sex. Okay. Oh, this is a good distraction from coronavirus, especially because none of us are ever going to have sex again because we can't touch each other. Maybe we can if we wear masks and like full condom suits. Maybe that'll be my new kink. I can invent like a full condom suit. It like covers all of your body except for your penis because wearing actual condoms sucks. No, but seriously, my biggest kink. See, I'm never really into like whipping and punching people in the face and you know slapping them around. I mean, lightly, yeah, slap a titty, slap an ass, whatever. That's fun. Hold them down. Girls love that, don't they? They just love being held down to that mattress. Like, I can't fucking move. This big fat guy is fucking the shit out of me. Yeah, you love that stuff. But, you know, that's your kink. I just do that for you. I'm trying to think of what I like. Um, I don't like being tied up at all. It's not fun. I like to be in control, but that's not really a kink. That's just a safety mechanism at this point. I don't know. It's, I don't like things in my butt. I can't go past the knuckle. I mean, thank you for trying, ladies, but not my thing. Um, got the old rusty trombone once, and that was amazing, but you know, I don't wish that on anybody. So uh, that's only something you do with a girl that you don't plan on seeing anymore. <laughs> and they have to come up with the idea. So, yeah, if they start doing that, you're like, yeah, I'm probably not going to hang out with you anymore. Then again, maybe I'll hang out with you every day because this feels amazing. But anyways, if you don't know what a rusty trombone is, I'm not going to tell you. Just look it up. Biggest kink, though. Honestly, I've been doing podcasts all day and sitting in front of a computer editing film. The biggest kink I got right now is in my fucking neck. All right. Let's see here. Um, another sex question, perverts. Larika, who's a Cincinnati friend. Uh, what do you envision your sex life being as... You get to be an old man. I'm already an old man, Larika, and I'm I'm just as decent as I was, you know, when I was not an old man. Actually, I'm better now, damn it, because I can go. I've got some freaking stamina. When I was a kid, from like 18 to like 22, I was like a f- six pump chump, like bump 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 bump. Thank you. Like I was just not able to hold. I don't know if it was a mental thing. I have no idea what it was but I could not hold back from the uh, explosion. And uh, yeah, that was very irritating. I may have lost several relationships because of that back in the day. And it was a fear, and I always go into it just scared to death. Like, I know this isn't going to satisfy you whatsoever. And then it ruins it for you too when you finally you know, release, not finally, but when you do release, like after 37 seconds, and you're just like, oh God, I don't want to. Oh shit, I'm sorry. And then it's just fucking. Then you just. It's the most humiliating thing that can happen to a man. It really is the most humiliating thing. And I, I could not hold my shit when I was a kid. But now, it's kind of the opposite opposite issue. It's like, you know, an hour later, you know, you're in a pool of sweat. It's like, oh for fuck's sake, just you know, suck that shit out of there. I I can't. You know, it's, I have certain things you have to do. It's like a certain order of things. So. That's what sucks is life. As far as from here on out, I have no idea. I don't think food has replaced sex entirely. So, you know, once that thing stops working, I'm sure it will at some point. I still got freaking, uh, you know, spaghetti and meatballs and sub sandwiches and shit. Like, I just get real fat and just die because at that point, I'm not trying to impress anybody. Because if I do impress anybody, my dick don't work. So, yeah. Anyway, it's a good question. Um, what is your favorite razor to use when you manscape? I have like five in there. <laughs> I use them all at different times. And, uh, you know, and I, and I don't give a shit either. I'll shave my balls with the same one I shave my face with. I, it's my shit. I don't care. Whatever. So if you ever use my shower and you, you know, want to touch up, that razor's probably been on my balls. Just so you know, if, if you ever do. And, uh, what is the favorite? What is this? Is from Ellie. Hi, Ellie. What favorite thing that it? I can't even. I, I, maybe I mean these weren't typed as they were said. Maybe it's a voice tech thing. But what favorite thing that an ex has left behind? So like 
an ex-girlfriend, I guess, who maybe came here or used to stay here. I have a fucking charger collection, like a phone charger collection from hell for phones that I don't even have. I have Android phones in there, Google phones in there, fucking Apple phones in there, like just chargers everywhere from like exes that have not exes, but just, you know, whomever's have just left here after I was done with them. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, one left a razor here. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I use it too. <laughs> hey, if you leave your if you leave your razor here, I got all kinds of shit. There was an ex from like a couple years ago who left a hair dryer in there. Uh, I had an ex uh, from like three years ago who left some puppy pads in there because she used to sneak her dog over. And uh, even though I didn't want her to, I told her, look, I can't have dogs in this fucking apartment. You're going to get me in trouble. Um, that fucker starts barking. It's going in the garbage disposal. So I got those in there, and then I just keep them because maybe someday I'll need a fucking puppy pad. Maybe I got to piss, and the toilet's broke. I'll piss on the fucking floor with a puppy pad. Whatever. That's what they're for. I'm looking around the house right now trying to think of anything that, uh... <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I get rid of that shit. Like, my last live-in girlfriend was in 2000... It ended in 2012, and it started in, like, 2010 or something. Like, there's nothing in this house. Like, barely. I think there may be pictures buried in my computer somewhere that are of her, but there's nothing about my old friend Valerie in this fucking house. What so fucking ever? Like I said, maybe some files or pictures or whatever on the computer, but that is it as far as anything that she ever had. Actually, I have a blanket that I bought for her that she left at my house. And I'm looking at it right now. I forgot that's where that came from, but it's a really comfy blanket, so fuck her. I'm keeping it. Um, but yeah, that was, what, almost eight years ago at this point? I'm trying to think of something from the girlfriend, that last actual, like, change your status girlfriend I had, which was in uh, two, three years ago. No, there's nothing here. There's nothing that reminds me of these bitches, and I hope they have nothing that reminds them of me because it's over. I'm happy it's over. Thanks for the memories. Bye. Uh, anyways, that's the last question. And, uh, yeah, I do want to get it. We will do a couple segments here. Hang on. Let's, let's do this thing because it's kind of a tradition. We got to do a little respect. Got to do a little douche. Let's do this real quick. And then I got to let you go. I got to go, man. I got to go find some hand sanitizer. So hang on. Welcome to the Dungeon of Douches. These people are assholes. Okay, we're going to do a quick Dungeon of Douche. Just because I saw this out of the corner of my eye, I have the Newsy, N-E-W-S-Y station on behind me, and I uh, was just kind of watching it. Uh, Cardinal George Pell, is it Pell? P-E-L-L, has been uh, convicted of child molestation charges a catholic priest i know what you're thinking what brandon what are you telling me right now a catholic priest was molesting children <laughs> what that never happens uh, yes it happens or has happened quite a bit so uh he got arrested thankfully the church has finally been forced to stop <laughs> forced to stop covering up for these pieces of shit so not only am I going to stick in the dungeon of douche, this cardinal, um, George Pell, I hope he spends his last few years rotting in the dungeon of douche, chained up by his ankles with his feet turning blue, because I'm going to crank that shit tight, with his head submerged in about five inches, just right above his nose, you know, just cover his eyes of just muck and filth and rat piss and spider shit and yeah, the, the, the grossest garbage juice that you can possibly concoct to just submerge the top of his head in there so he can smell it, but it's not quite drowning him. And maybe sometimes it rises over his nose and he has to hold his nose, which he can't really do because his arms are also shackled and dangling in the water. And he has to catch his breath. Oh my God, it's a fantasy of mine. You may think I'm a sick, perverted, disgusting fuck for saying that, but I'm not because there's nothing more sick, disgusting, and uh, vile and awful and detestable and reprehensible and pathetic than somebody taking advantage of a kid who trusts you 
because, you know, their parents are sticking them in these fucking churches to fill their heads full of bullshit and mind control and programming that they themselves had. And then they trust this preacher and this fucking nasty ass fucking preacher just molests them or rapes them or does the fucking god awful thing. It's bad enough they're raping their fucking minds with this bullshit. Now they got to fucking actually physically rape them. I think it's a control thing. I think they just want to have some kind of control. But all of you, anybody, every, the whole fucking religious institution, I know that's a lot of people. But anybody who's covering up for that as well, you're just as guilty as the person that did it. So I hope you fucking rot in the dungeon of douche, and I hope that's where you die thinking about what you did. Fuckers. But on the flip side... Welcome to the Hall of Respect. These people are awesome. I love them. Okay, let me point this out real quick. I do not like Corey Feldman, <laughs> okay? I'm not a fan whatsoever. Even back in the days, I'm pretty sure we're probably close to the same age. And, um, you know, I grew up with the, the License to Drives and the Lost Boys and all that shit. And, you know, okay, he releases a documentary about basically about Corey Haim's life. He made that promise to him, so to speak. And it all seems very scripted and kind of convenient for a documentary. And like I said, who knows what the F the truth is anymore. The truth is whatever the fuck you want to believe now. That is what the truth has become. It doesn't matter about facts. I'm sure something on this documentary was completely bullshit. I can almost guarantee you that. But the underlying tone of this documentary was about protecting children in the entertainment field. And basically calling Charlie Sheen a piece of shit rapist, which apparently he was throughout his career, which, you know, it drives me crazy. You know, next week I'm going to talk about movies and music and entertainment and talk about in the eighties, that is. And, and just talk about how fucking, how all these people, like I love Charlie Sheen back in the day. Come on. Hot shots. Part two is like one of my favorite comedy movies, platoon, you know, all of these things, this, this body of work, not to mention bodies of work by like Bill Cosby, you know, like, all of these people, even like Harvey Weinstein has a body of work that's just entertained us all for decades. And you can't look at these things anymore the same. It ruins it. It just fucking, it just takes all, it, like everything, like this coronavirus thing is ruining all these events and ruining me personally for my events and wrestling and sports and all this stuff. It's ruining shit. And then these motherfuckers, you find out all these things about them and it just fucking ruins more things. I'm tired of things that I love being ruined. What's next? You're going to find out something bad about you know, like Rodney Dangerfield? Yes, I found out something bad. He was a fucking drunk and a cokehead and he was abusive. Okay, Fuck. I love Richard Pryor. Okay, he was a fucking drunk, a cokehead, a fucking abusive, and a kind of a piece of shit of a human being. Fuck! I love George Carlin. Okay, he was a drunk. i hoping that's all that there was. You know, he was a, this is all self-admitted stuff. I love George Carlin. I love Louis C.K., and they fucking me too him to death for basically doing nothing. It just, it just ruined so many childhood memories, man. Like, all my Funko Pops, I got to look at them twice now and go, oh, shit. That guy raped somebody. Like, fuck. Oh, that guy, you know, killed himself. Like, ah, oh, shit. Oh, I'm tired of things being ruined, man. We need more positivity. We need more just fun shit. Fun shit to attach ourselves to. Like, don't fuck with, like, Will Smith or somebody like that. Don't fuck, you know. Stay away from John Cusack for me, please. Stay away from George Carlin. Stay away from the Monty Python guys. Stay away from Cheech and Chong. Stay away from all these fucking idols I have. Don't, I'm tired of them it's being destroyed for terrible things, that would, uh, them destroying themselves and getting caught. You know, none of us would have loved these people if we truly knew them, but we love their work. It's like the Chris Benoit thing, you know, the wrestler, Chris Benoit. You put a black eye on wrestling forever. Killing his family and shit. God, just, fuck, there's so much negativity and so much garbage and just shittiness everywhere. It's just shittiness. And now we got a virus on top of all of that. Now we got this fucking election to deal with. Anyways, I'm talking about the Hall of Respect. I'm going to, I don't like Corey Feldman, but he's getting the Hall of Respect nod because 
He's putting himself out there. He's putting his name out there. He's putting his reputation out there. He's putting his body of work out there in order to protect kids in the entertainment field. So I, I have a 12-year-old who's in the entertainment field. He's a published author. He's got his own TV shows, two of them. You know, he wants to play guitar. He wants to, you know, do all kinds of stuff. And at any, any one of those endeavors, he could come across some creepy motherfuckers. Now, I'm a very good parent. His mom's a very good parent. We're not going to let that shit fucking happen. We will kill somebody with our bare fucking hands if anybody fucks with my kid. But you can't always be there. And it's, you know, you got to trust people from here and out and once in a while. So it's, uh, it's a pain in the ass, man. But, you know, thank you to Corey Feldman for at least doing his part and doing this Kids 2 thing, which is a stupid name, but whatever it, whatever it takes. So welcome to the Hall of Respect, Corey, one of the Corys, the living Corey. And uh, keep up that good work. Just stop recording music because you're awful. And please, no more movies or reality TV shows. Stop it. Concentrate on helping kids. That's your legacy now. Now it's time for the happy ending. So yeah, I'm not going to do like the segments that we always do. You know, that, give me the meat. I'm not going to do the meat of the show, which is the main topic, because I started off the show with the meat, which was the main topic, which was the coronavirus scare and fears and all that shit. And I don't want to talk about it anymore. I, just, I was pissed off. This is the time I had to knock out this podcast, so I had to do it. Show must go on, like I always say. And here it is. It's done. We're in the happy ending segment. It's all go home stuff right now. This is where I tell you to go to a SciTV, ASYTV.com and uh, get the channel that I built and spent my last five or six years building and my life into. And it's my baby outside my real baby. So uh, enjoy it. It's only five bucks a month, less than 17 cents a day. Apparently, we're all going to be quarantined to our homes here anyway. So now you have something else to watch on your television. Uh, it's going to be on Roku, Amazon, and uh, Amazon Fire, and Apple TV again within a couple weeks. Working hard on that, and it's going to be better than ever. So, uh, yeah, man, let's uh, support your friend Brandon and uh, check out Aside TV at AsideTV.com. A S Y TV.com. You've got Netflix, you've got Hulu, you've got Amazon Prime, you've got Disney Plus, you've got HBO Go, you've got the WWE Network. Now, at Aside TV. And, you know, we got the book, Billy Fred Whopper Goggles on Amazon. My band's got the album uh, Last Room on the Right from the band One-Eyed Buffalo on iTunes. And, uh, yeah, if you like wrestling, there's a the Nine Mile Drive Wrestling Podcast, which is wherever you found this one. And, uh, yeah, there's all kinds of shit going on. Chocolate and Cheese Expo is still on, as far as I know. Uh, this Sunday, it's just a couple days away. So hopefully this thing gets better and not worse in that time. We can go ahead and raise a bunch of money for our families, have a good time. And um, eventually leave all this shit behind us. Um, that's all I got to say this week. It's you know, sorry, it's not a super upbeat, uh, energy charged fucking ep- episode of the of the Brandon Bishop podcast. But at least I got one done. I showed up. I did the bare minimum, <laughs> which is all that can be expected. But at least I showed up and did my job. So, and at least you showed up and listened. So I appreciate all of you. Our numbers are still. Really, really good. Pretty soon advertisers are going to start looking at us, and we'll be able to break up this show by putting in ads for stuff, and we'll make them funny ads, so it's like part of the show, not like kind of like Howard Stern does. You know, I like how he does it. Um, so, yeah, be ready for all that stuff. Things are happening, and I really, 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 really appreciate uh, you opening up your ears to this little uh, podcast that I do. I am Brandon Bishop. Again, thanks for listening, and... Uh, Yeah, wash your hands, cover your cough, cover your sneeze, and stop freaking out!